Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 859. You have to get outside your comfort zone. You have to reach out to your network and listen to those who have different interests and backgrounds. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Boyd Coddington Jr. Hey, Boyd, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready. All right, let's have some fun. Boyd Coddington Jr. grew up in his father's hot rod shop and wheel factories, learning every lug nut and bolt from the companies using time-tested methods of hands-on and bruised knuckles. He expanded the company's product line, helping to grow Boyd's Wheels into the largest custom billet wheel company in the world, where they produce nearly 220,000 wheels annually. Whoa. After the untimely passing of his father in 2008, Boyd acquired the Boyd Coddington trademarks and brands and started an aftermarket design studio and brand licensing company. And in 2014, he founded Boyd Coddington Detail Garage, a high-end line of professional enthusiast car care products. Carrying on with his father's hard work, dedication, and inspiration, Boyd continues to grow the Boyd Coddington companies today. So Boyd, I have told our listeners just a tiny, tiny bit about your background. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business, your career, and your passion for automobiles? And that's exactly what it is, Mark. It's a lifelong passion. And I've been in the wheel business primarily, that end of it, for most of my life. The wheel end of it, the production side, I licensed that in to a gentleman in Australia. What I'm doing now is I'm, I'm designing and manufacturing one-off custom designs for wheels and accessories, uh, engine dress-up parts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. A lot of these hot rodders nowadays, they want a merit badge. They want something that uh, they can call their own that says, you know, that, that tells people, this is mine, nobody else can have it. Ah, okay. To put on their car. So that's working very well. Probably only building maybe two or three sets per month. I work with an artist and then with a designer and then we go into manufacturing. So it takes a little bit, little bit longer, but you have a lot more interaction with your customer as far as the design. It, it, it's a lot more fun than being in the regular produ- wheel production industry, you know, where you're producing, you know, five, six, seven thousand wheels per month. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, give me an example. Let's say I'm building a hot rod and I want it to be Mark Green's hot rod, something really cool and different. What's the kind of thing I would come to you and say, hey, make this for me to make my car unique and cool? You know, most guys come up and, and they say, I want a set of one-off wheels. The first thing we do is we go through some questions. I, what kind of wheel designs do you typically like? For example, somebody might say, you know, I really like the uh, American Racing Torque Thrust wheel, the five, the you know, the generic. Oh, yeah, the classic iconic wheel, yeah. The classic five-spoke American Racing wheel. So what we'll do is is we'll start from there. And I'll go to an artist and, and we'll work together and we'll do some various concepts and we'll add little aspects of design to that wheel will change radiuses of the center, maybe make it uh, a concave design in the center to give it a reverse radius, if you will. Maybe we'll add a little bit of fluting somewhere. For example, I had a guy that uh, had a 56 Buick Roadmaster, Mm -hmm. and those cars come 
typically with 15-inch wheels, and he wanted to move to an 18-inch wheel. Okay. But he wanted to duplicate that wheel exactly. Oh, I see. Get a lot of those. So we made those wheels in 20-inch and went ahead and produced those wheels. You know what? We get some sports guys who, again, they're big on the merit badge thing where they don't want, you know, they (laughs) want to call it their own. Right. So we'll, we'll add their logo to the cap if we can. We'll go ahead and we'll make the design of the center of the wheel, what their logo is. One example is uh, for Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. We actually made a center design that looked like the Superman logo. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. And then we'll get some requests for some to match the wheels as close as we can, to, for example, to the valve covers. Yeah. To the engine compartment, to the oil fill cap and whatnot. Uh-huh. So we'll go ahead and do that as well. Oh, how fun. Very, very cool. Awesome. And we're going to learn a lot more about your detail, car detailing business and the chemicals and things you produce as we move through your journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Boyd, take the wheel. You know what? It came from my dad and it's always stuck with me. And it's the truth. If you can dream it, you can build it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when you have a dad like Boyd Connington, who is dreaming and building and walking his talk, and no doubt, no doubt. And it sounds like you carried that on with what we just described here with these wheels you designed for people. Yeah, if you can dream it, you can build it. So I love the way you carried that forward. You know, in the other one on the <laughs> Cash is king. That's the other one. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, and that always works, doesn't it? In business and life, for sure. It gives you the tools to do whatever you want. But all kidding aside, my dad truly believed that. And he would tell people, you know, if you can dream it, you can build it. And, and that is a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, you grew up in an iconic family of hot rod building. And this next question is almost a silly one to ask, but I, I'm interested in, in how it formulated and, and molded your life. I always ask people for a story that instigated their passion for cars, a pivotal moment in their life when they knew that they were a car guy. Now, not everybody follows along in their parents' footsteps, but you love cars. You're working in the car industry and have. So is there a moment in your time when you went, you know what, I'm going to be a car guy just like dad? You know, it's funny because uh, as early as five, when I was five years old, my dad was taking me to car shows, swap meets. We were hanging out. You know, I was hanging out with him in the garage. Understand, I'm very, very, very fortunate in my life. You know, and I took a lot of things for granted, especially up until my dad died. I thought, Every teenage kid had a Shazoom in their garage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all take for granted our lives when they're when they're happening, and then later on we realize how good we had it. Oh, very, you know, I'm very, very blessed. But, you know, I remember being younger and on the weekends and on the Saturdays, Sundays, going to the car shows. But more so, you know, we used to go to the various uh, builders in Southern California. We used to go to their shops. Yeah. You know, guys like Little John Butera, Fat Jack, Pete Chaporis, Roy Brizio, mm. uh, Norm Grabowski, Barry Lobeck. A lot of these people would die to be able to just meet these people. Yeah. And, you know, these all these guys, they, they've treated me very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. And it became part of my life. So it wasn't so much as, as I realized this is I was going to be a car guy. I just always was a car guy. Yeah, you just were. <laughs> I just was, and I've always loved it. And and uh, it's like a fraternity, more so than a fraternity. It's like a family. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're a one lucky kid. That's for sure. I, I'm very blessed. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. Well, 
What I'd love to do now, Boyd, is talk about maybe one of the roads you went down where you had a big challenge or even a big failure, something that happened along the way that really pushed you to some limits. But of course, the most important part of these stories, not so much what happened, but what you learned from it and the takeaway. So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business and your life. In 1994, our company, when I say our company, Hot Rods by Boyd and Boyd's Wheels was just growing at a phenomenal rate. We went public trading on the NASDAQ, doing very, very well. We were selling a tremendous amount of wheels to the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And about that time, the Japanese yen took a fall, a oh, big fall. yeah. I remember that time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, our wheel sales were just cut off. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it went from, it went from light to dark. And as far as the, the hot rod side is concerned, I'll give a little background on that, is I always say that the wheel shop supported the hobby, which is the hot rod shop, mm-hmm. in that all the builders out there know that uh, there's not a lot of money, if any, in building you know these high-end cars. Right. You do it because you love it. You do it because it's a passion. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the wheel side of it, we could justify it because it was a marketing tool for the wheels. Right. So – Anyway, they kind of went hand in hand. Well, being on the NASDAQ, of course, trading publicly, we went through a, a hostile takeover. Some guys from another public company came in, took over the company, and it was Boyd's Wheels. It was, you know, it was it was a company we had with personality. Of course. So they immediately, you know, you get rid of Boyd, and it's like taking the brand out of the brand mix. Yeah, yeah. And those companies both didn't last very long, but I would I attribute that to the fact that that we were just we, we grew so fast mm-hmm. and we weren't keeping our eye on the throttle. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't yeah. managing the throttle. Yeah. So what I took away with that is it's almost as dangerous to have a company that grows fast that's not growing at all. Absolutely. You described it really well. Managing the throttle is a great metaphor for that. I was working during that time in a company where we were selling a lot of things to Japan as well and making a great profit. Everything is going fine. And then, yeah, within like four or five months, all of a sudden it's over because they couldn't afford to buy from the U.S. anymore. Yeah. And no pro- no fault of yours, you know. Well, we should we should have kept our eye on it because even, even the, the companies – uh, we were selling to, to the big, you know, super shops when they were open, and, and and some of the bigger guys. But unbelievably, super shops and the and the other customers who were selling that were based in America were selling to brokers that were selling to Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. I was doing the same thing. I was buying tools from France and selling it to Japan. And you know, you kind of scratch your head, goes, why aren't they just buying it directly from France? But you can make a lot of money being that middleman. And when that cash is flowing, it's great. But so, so it sounds like to me, the takeaway from this, the big takeaway is really understanding your business, managing your business and managing that growth curve. Because in your guy's case, the fact that somebody could come in and take over the company and kick out the guy whose name is on the door, I think for many listeners that don't understand public markets, they go, well, how can that happen? But you know, you can look at a bigger example of Steve Jobs, a company he started, took public, and then the board kicked him out, lost his own company. Now, he went back, of course. We know the rest of the story. So so what's the biggest lesson you could advise somebody that might be going through something like that or they might go through it in the future to help them avoid the pitfalls? 
watch your numbers. Know where your distributors are distributing to. Yeah. For example, we had no idea. You know, Super Shops had a wholesale division. So not only were they going to the stores, but they also were going to wholesale companies that were selling to brokers. Mm. Uh, we, were, we were selling to a lot of uh, people who were doing conversions. Mm-hmm. They were buying wheels. We had, we, as a matter of fact, is we had one of our largest comp- uh, one of our largest United States customers was just outside in Riverside, a company by the name of Wheel City, and he was buying an enormous amount of wheels. You know, probably about. Uh, uh, three to four million dollars worth of wheels uh, a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And probably about 90% of that, his business, he was selling to brokers who were shipping to Japan. Now, here's the reason that happened is because Japan is a very limited market. It's very exclusive. You, you can only have, you know, probably two major distributors in Japan. Mm-hmm. So you have one in the south and then one in the north. Right. So to get around that, the brokers who, who saw opportunity to sell other products in Japan or other wheels in Japan were buying them from other people or other, our other customers in, in California, putting them on a container and shipping them to Japan. Yeah. So you know what? Know where your product's going. Know, in, know how it's being distributed. Step back, take a breath, and just, just, again, control that throttle. You know, keep your eye on the throttle. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I went through the exact same exact same scenario, although I wasn't manufacturing. Uh, I was kind of that middleman guy. But still, when the spigot turns off, it turns off really fast, really it's, fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's done. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Now, you've done a lot of different things since you lost your father, and you've gone down some different paths. So what was one of those aha moments for your career path that kind of enlightened you to say, this is the right way for me to go? You know, it, there's a lot of those moments, and it's hard to pick one, but I'm going to still go back and call it old school. Uh-huh. In the 90s, we had just gone public. Again, trading on the NASDAQ, and about eight months later, we were growing so fast that we uh, we grew the building that we were in. So we moved into a brand-new 220,000-square-foot facility. And about three or four days after we moved in, I went into work one morning. It was probably about 4.30 in the morning. The only people that were there was the CNC, the uh, third-shift CNC shop. They were out there in the shop mm-hmm. turning wheels. Yeah. And I, I had a chance myself. I was there alone. I walked the entire facility, you know, sit back and I'm looking at all this and I thought, you know, I can't believe that we took or or my dad took at the time a backyard garage operation. We were producing (laughs) four to eight. I mean, really four to eight wheels a week to the new facility where we were producing more than 200,000 wheels a year yeah. <laughs> in a very short period of time, too, I must say. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about from 1988 at that time, and that was probably about 1995, Wow, I guess it was. Yeah. So yeah. I, I looked back and I went, wow, yeah, this is incredible. That's a huge facility, too, over 200,000 square feet. Wow. And that was just the wheel facility. That was a polishing facility. The hot rod shop was across the street, and that was a completely separate facility. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had what we called shop rags. It was just next door where we sold the apparel and accessories and whatnot. So right. yeah. overall, it was it was, uh, 
it was a, a huge facility. A fast ride. Holy cow. Yeah. It was. It's, uh, yeah. Sometimes you sit back and look around and go, how did I get here? Holy cow. This is incredible. Oh, my goodness. Well, kudos for that success. And, of course, uh, it was met with challenges as well. But uh, just to even get to that point, man, that's in- really, really impressive. Well, Speaking of impressive, how about a proudest career moment along the way? I know you've had a lot of those, but is there one that stands out for you? You know, more recently, it's the development of our new line of the Boyd Coddington Detail Garage, mm. car care products. Uh-huh. I, fell, I fell into that almost by accident, but it, it, it's, it's the same industry, but it's a different – you would probably understand. Same industry, it's automotive industry, but it's completely different product-wise. Yes. And I've really come to enjoy it, but – you know, I put a lot of hard work R&D into that company. Mm-hmm. The quality of the product we're putting in the, in the bottle, uh, the grassroots marketing, and the product is really catching on really well and it's growing fast. Very cool. So, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to ask you in a minute here to go more in depth about the case. I'd love for you to share with our listeners more about those products. And we're going to go down that path in a few moments. But first, let's back it up a little bit and talk about your first really special car. I would assume you've had some cool cars in your time, in your life. But is there one that stands out was the first one that you got that went, you went, man, I'm so fortunate to have this? There is actually. 1990, I had a, a 1956 Chevy. And that car, it uh, been sitting around the hot rod shop just waiting to get started for a couple of years. One day, my dad took a look at it and he says, hey, Junior, are you going to finish this car or am I going to, you know, or, or do <laughs> yeah. I have to, yeah. you know? Because he said he was tired of looking at it. He's gonna, he was either going to sell it or finish it, either one. Yeah. But, you know, that car, we took that car. And that was the last car, I mean, that, that me and my dad together turned wrenches on. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, we worked together on it. We collaborated. We, you know, we went back and forth about, you know, what we wanted to do and what we thought we should do and, and a lot of disagreements. But, hey, <laughs> there is with every customer. Of course. But that would be that would be the car. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, how about a seller's remorse story i mean do you still have that car no my seller uh, that's, seller's that's remorse the would one be that car oh yeah. oh gosh well yep. yeah what led to that car rolling out the door <laughs> it's a funny story i was doing the super chevy shows and, and i was on the road every single weekend mm-hmm. and i came home on a monday and i had the, the car in the paint shop a very very good friend of mine was was over there he's going to touch it up while i was gone I got home Sunday night, went into work Monday morning. First thing I did was drop my stuff off, and I headed for the paint shop. And I said, uh, hey, Keith, where's my car? Yeah. And Keith gave me this really stupid, you know, this really blank face look. Uh-oh. And I says, uh, okay, Keith, come on, spit it out, spit it out. He goes, your dad didn't tell you? Oh, no. I said, no. He goes, uh you better go talk to him. Uh-oh. I said, Keith, Keith, what's going on here? He goes, uh, your dad sold it. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that's not, that, that's that, you know what though? He, he always made good, but, but you know what? My dad was like that. Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody come in, you know, and, and it was a good customer. This guy I knew anyway. Yeah. He wanted it. Uh, and, yeah. yeah he, he wanted it. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he actually gave me the profit he made on the car. He didn't even keep any of that. 
<laughs> well, you know, that's the business that your dad and you were in is, is building and selling cars. So I can see that. Uh, of course, looking back now, losing your dad unexpectedly at an early age is like, oh, man, that would have been nice to have. But you said you know the guy who has it. So that's a nice thing. It is. And, you know, actually, that was the car. That 56 was the car. I took my wife out on our first date on that car, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So that was a pretty special car. <laughs> uh, yeah, in many, many ways. More so ways. to me than my pop, though. Uh, well, of course, of course. Well, maybe someday you can get that back and, and park it in your garage. Yeah. That would be really nice. Well, let's talk about what has you currently excited and fired up. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a lot more about Boyd Connington Detail Garage and these car this car care line, because as you know, we've talked before, I've spent... Gosh, many, many years developing Car Care Line at Grio's Garage. Yeah. Uh, I know Car Care inside and out. I understand it. I've detailed more cars than I think I could ever imagine to count in my life. So uh, tell us about this product line and what you're offering your customers. Well, you know, I, I fell into this almost by accident. I was working with a very large customer, and we were looking to license a brand of, of consumer car care products. And we worked together for about two or three years, and we wanted to make sure that that uh, we had the best quality going into the bottles. And in fact, I was working with with uh, the detailers that we've always worked with to, to detail the hot rods over the years, finding out what they use. And sometimes they don't even know what they use because it's a mixture of different things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a it, you know it's a matter of of taking that stuff and and reverse engineering it exactly and not and not only working with the detailers but i think it's just as important to work with the custom painters because if you can detail if you can compound if you can wax if you can seal a custom paint where the thicknesses of that paint is all over the board then you know it's a no-brainer for for an enthusiast or consumer car sure so that was kind of our foundation where we started. Um, we started with a liquid carnauba wax, a paste wax, a exterior detailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a glass cleaner, interior dealer. In fact, if you if uh, the, the entire lines at BoydsDetailGarage.com, we just came out with a ceramic coating that I'm really excited about. Oh yeah, it's it's a new innovation in coating, and when it f- first developed it. I was developing it for polished wheels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the fact that, you know what, we, uh, over the years, nothing looks better than a, than a 6061 polished billet wheel that comes out of the box. Yeah. I mean, nothing. And guys were chrome plating them oh. to, to try to, you know, protect them, yeah. make it easier to take care of. Well, that's like taking, you know, 24 karat gold and putting a 10 karat gold plating over the top of it. It makes, it just makes no sense. We tried to clear coat those wheels, but what happens is you get an orange peel, and you can you know you can visually see that orange. Oh peel. yeah, yeah. It, it starts to yellow. It starts to peel. So uh, I developed this ceramic coating uh, that's invisible to the human eye. You can apply it yourself. It protects your wheels from oxidation, from salt, from water spots, from bird droppings, many, many, many things. But it, it eliminates the need to polish those wheels for about additional for an additional three to five years outside of you know just your basic washes right right okay and yeah it's it's really it's unbelievable stuff so i got excited about that but it also works just as good or better uh on paint surfaces 
Ah, excellent. Same same protection. Right. Now, you said my understanding with a lot of these new ceramic coatings is they're a bit of a challenge to apply. And some of these brands even suggest that they only be done by professionals. But yours can be applied by the at-home user? It can. I I have a a comprehensive, very clear set of directions. Uh, I'm now working on a video that will show exactly how to coat that. Uh, and it's really it's it's not brain surgery. It's it's not sure why the competitors do it that way, whether it's for a distribution reason or whatnot. Now it, it is a little bit more antiquated if you're going to apply it onto a paint surface versus an aluminum surface. You know, again, it's you know it, it has it's heat resistant up to 1700 degrees, so you can put that on on your engine parts that are polished nice. or chrome plated or whatever. Uh-huh. But you have a lot more room for error because what you're worried about on a paint surface is is a high spot that you might miss. I see. When you're doing yeah, when you're doing that, but it's very very similar to waxing your car. Okay. Okay, very cool. And is that available now? It's available now. Yep, very it is. Cool. And that's at your website. It's, yeah, BoydsDetailGarage.com. There you go. Very nice. Well, I'm going to have to get my hands on some of that and play with that product. I can't wait to give you a report back. That's going to be really, really fun. I love the fact with a ceramic coating, the, the at-home guy can use that he can use in confidence. And, uh, of course, the hydrophobic properties of these products are just fantastic. So uh, very exciting. It is. And one of the worst things that dirty or, or corrupt your wheel is brake dust. Oh, yeah. And because it's seven, it's heat resistant up to 1700 degrees. If you're familiar with uh, something that's hydrophobic like water beads, mm-hmm. what happens is the brake dust will hit the surface. And because it's so heat resistant, it doesn't have time to etch. So what you're looking at when you see the brake dust on there now, rather than just dust all over, you're looking at, at brake dust beads ah, okay. that are on there, which you can literally go up and blow on and yeah. they will come off. Now, you know, and you still you're going to have some kind of a, a surface that's kind of dusty, but a regular hose uh, will take that off. Ah, well, I can't wait to use them on wheels. Uh, we've got BMWs in our family that are known for that black brake dust that gets all over the wheels uh, in a very short time. So I'm very excited about this product and all the other products that you guys offer, a full line of very fine car care detailing products. Here's a very introspective question for you, Boyd. If Boyd was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? It, it probably wouldn't be what most people would expect me to, to say I would be. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably be a four-wheel drive. Okay. And why is that? You know, you project an image of ruggedness. Mm-hmm. The ability to handle all terrains and a willingness to get your hands dirty. <laughs> Perfect. Great answer. I love it when my guests think this thing through. Well, Boyd, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right. 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, 
motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Boyd, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, remember the 56, my 56 Chevy oh, I, was, yeah. I was talking about? Okay. Yeah. A very, very talented, well-known hot rodder and machinist, John Butera. He once told me, he says, nothing's too good to butcher. <laughs> you know what happened? I was ju- I just finished building that car. And one day over the shop, I think it was a weekend. Little John was, was there. And he asked me, he, he says, hey, Junior, how many miles you got on that car? And I think I told I was 25 or 30, maybe, I think. He says, Jesus, you had that car for six months now. Get it in driving. Get it. He said, get it and drive the thing. He says, nothing too good to butcher. Come on. You know? <laughs> I like that. So, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's great. Yeah, get out and drive for sure. Don't save it for the next guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? You want the good ones or the bad ones? <laughs> well, let's stick with the good ones for <laughs> okay. now, okay? <laughs> All right. You got to get up early every day, hit the ground running, yeah. and, and you got to keep a positive mental attitude at all times. No, yeah. you know, no matter. You're referring back to that story where you're in the facility at four thirty in the morning. So uh, get in early. Yeah, I like getting up early and getting started with the day early. There's a lot you can get done before eight o'clock for sure. Before and, exactly. And everybody else is asleep or tired, and you're busy working. You get uh, a lot of things done. Now, how about a resource? There are great resources these days, but is there one that stands out for you? You know what? I'm going to be a little selfish here, and there is a resource. I get contacted from various people all over the world, and they're looking for information on a certain car or hot rod that we built mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, so I created something called the Boyd Blog. And for all the Boyd Coddington hot rod fran- fans that are looking for information, build specs, how-tos, pictures uh, for any of the Boyd Coddington build hot rods – Although it's still work in progress, I still have, you know, it's unbelievable, too, of just how many cars, hot rods, projects that, that we built over the years. Oh. No idea. I mean, it just <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but it's about 7,500 or 75% complete. Oh, cool. And, yeah, it's at that one. I've got two sites. I've got a legacy tribute site, and that one's at BoydCoddingtonsGarage.com. And uh, it's plural, BoydCoddingtonsGarage.com. But all the Boyd-built cars are up there from paint questions, what color, motor, specs. I mean, you name it. Most of the cars are there. Yeah. And if, if you're still looking, there's a place where you can contact me and I'll get you the information. Awesome. Great. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? 
again, that it be my dad. Of course. Yeah, I knew that was going to be the answer for that one. You know, I, yeah. I got to figure out who he's building for up there. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt some cool people, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my dad was my best friend. Oh, and yeah. and um, I, I miss him every day. And he was a mentor, and and uh, so yeah, that would definitely be my dad. Oh, I can, I, I understand. I just recently lost my father. I know how hard that is. But your father, we lost at an earlier age, or younger age, I should say. And yeah, way, way, way too soon. So uh, that would be nice. I wish I had the power to put that little meeting together again, and still have you on the planet. So uh, why don't we just put that off for a while, okay? Because we need to keep <laughs> yeah, you was... around. <laughs> there we go. Hey. <laughs> well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you uh, think our listeners would enjoy? You know, for the for for the listeners out there, the hot rodders enthusiasts that like to take care and detail their own cars. Do you know Mike Phillips? Oh yes, yeah, I know yeah. Mike. He's been a guest on the show here. Okay, well, Mike uh, has a book called "A Complete Guide to a Showcase Shine." Mm-hmm. You know, he's a world-renowned expert and, and a detailing instructor. But he wrote this book, and it covers every topic from detailing to washing your car. It's it's very illustrated. I learned quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I learned a lot from reading this book. So if, if you're an enthusiast, if you like to take care of your own car, not just your hot rod, but even your personal car, yeah, grab that book. It's a great one. Probably the best one as far as how to. Yeah, Mike is a great guy. I'm familiar with yeah. that book. He's uh, done some marvelous things over his many, many years of uh, skilled uh, action around cars, taking care of cars and paint surfaces. So uh, very cool. Awesome guy. Great book reference. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources on Boyd's Coddington Jr. show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Boyd Coddington Jr. or just Boyd, and that page will pop up and you'll find all these great links, including ways to get to his website, get your hands on the car care products, and check out everything that he's doing there. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, the fun part here, and I'm going to buy you any car you would love to have today. It's a car you need to keep and buy, though, and I want you to drive it. You know, you can butcher it as much as you'd like. (laughs) Uh, But I'm sure you'll take care of it with uh, some of your many fine car care products. What would that car be and why? Well, that car would probably be Jamie Musselman's 33 Ford Roadster. That was a car that was built in the backyard in the garage Uh in uh, 1980, You know, that car was the template for every high-dollar hot rod that has been built since. It was the AMBR winner in 1982. It was my dad's first AMBR trophy. Uh, it had the first set of Boyd's wheels ever built on it. And most importantly, it, it was the hot rod that launched my dad's career. That's the red car, right? It is the red car, yeah. 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 And, you know, the template is, and this is what happened. Tom Taylor, who's an incredibly art, uh, talented artist, very, very young, still in the art center, I believe, <laughs> visited, you know, the shop. And he drew a rendering of this car. He had a rendering of this car. And from that day forward, that's how my that's how that's how we sold every single hot rod built was oh. was based off a of rendering. There's there's one guy who's a very good friend of mine as well. They can they can draw it and build it hands on, and that's Chip Foose. Oh, of course, yeah. The only thing my dad lacks there is he can't put it on paper. He can envision it. Mm-hmm. He he would envision it in his mind. Yeah. Uh, but he couldn't put it to paper. So. That's what he had guys like like Tom Taylor, Larry Erickson, Chris Ito, guys like that. That's what he had them for, and they'd put it on paper and you you show that to a, to a gentleman or to to a guy or a friend you know or an enthusiast, and 
you know, they see it and it's sold, you know, rather than just explaining what you're doing. So that's kind of the whole evolution of how that happened. And, you know, Jamie, from that point, we built three or four cars for him. That's how the Vern Luce Coupe was, was sold. Every single car, every hot rod from that point started from an artist rendering. Nice. Awesome. Great choice. Well, boy, you have taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would, and I really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance as you drive off into the sunset in that 33 Ford Roadster? <laughs> you have to get outside your comfort zone. Uh, you have to reach out to your network and listen to those who have different interests and backgrounds. I mean, you know, one thing my dad used to say all the time is if you have two guys in business who always agree, you don't need one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And don't be afraid to fail. Learn from your mistakes. And most importantly, you know, if you can dream it, you can build it. Absolutely. Words of wisdom. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your companies? Well, you can go to the new Boyd's Detail Garage car care products. You can go to boydsdetailgarage.com or you can go to autogeek.net. And if you want to see the official tribute legacy page and the Boyd blog on all the hot rods, that's boydcottingtonsgarage.com. And you have a YouTube page too, right? I, I, I do, and it covers everything from the early hot rods by Boyd builds, um, pictures from 1989 to 1993. Uh, it covers wheels. It covers uh, the, the newer builds, the, the television builds that were built on American Hot Rod. It shows uh, demonstrations of using our illuminator metal polish. For the Boyd fans who are looking for, for various builds and, and just old Hot Rodders, it's a great place. I'm trying to keep it updated. But you can find it at uh, its YouTube uh, four slash user four slash Boyd Coddington. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to all these great resources on Boyd's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Boyd or Boyd Coddington Jr., and that page will pop up. I would encourage you to check out what Boyd's up to here. Check out the car care products. Of course, our friends at AutoGeek carry those products as well. That's another great place to find those products and many, many other things. Awesome. Great resources. Boyd, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> this was a real pleasure. Thank you. Bet. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, 
It's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.